0: Bismillah Today I have with you uh, a special guest and last week we talked about sleep We talked about the importance of health and sleep and uh, that it's actually an epidemic And a lot of people's uh, lives honestly are compromised Their day-to-day interaction, their day-to-day living is actually compromised uh, and their moods their health, so many things are are compromised because they never thought twice on the importance uh, of proper sleep, okay? And we talked with that uh, with uh, Dr. Murad Ferruz. Now we're with a total different person, which we're going to cover. Uh, I'm gonna introduce this person to you, and he's got an amazing background, right? His life story is really interesting. That's the first thing. Uh, Secondly, he's gonna talk about something else Which he has a gift in. He doesn't, maybe he doesn't even realize this, but you don't realize that you have a gift in like a good mood, right? MashaAllah, Uthman has a gift of always looking at everything in a positive light uh, and always being positive about everything. He doesn't realize he has this gift, I don't think, but we're gonna talk about that because it's actually really important. And then the second thing, always associated with happiness, is. Um, singing and he's actually he has a second career believe it or not we should say uh, as a singer and the reason that he's in New Jersey is that he's on tour right he's basically on tour on tour (laughs) (laughs) you're you're basically on like a little tour right in our little niche uh, what do they call it cottage industry right that we have so with me today is Othman Ames Wendell Clark Ames right Clark Ryan Ryan, okay, I don't know why Wendell Clark came to my Maybe head. Maybe because the glasses. <laughs> oh, Wendell Clark is uh, another Wendell. Only other Wendell I ever knew is a uh, new of is a guy named Wendell Clark. But see, we we always try in this podcast to bring something meaty and meaningful. Some other podcasts, they and radio. I listen to a lot of radio just to see what people are doing. They, the hosts, the co-hosts, just like to talk nonsense, right? And they like to be cute and silly. I hate that stuff, right? <laughs> I want something that's uh, like if you invite someone to your house, you want meat and potatoes, right? Give me something good. Don't serve nonsense, right? Likewise, I hate serving nonsense to people. And people are listening. Let's give them something. I can't stand meaningless chit chat. But Othman has a lot to, to to offer, actually. So we're gonna go straight into your story, which which is for people who became Muslim it would be really interesting, because you're from San Diego. Right, uh-huh. which is the San Diego border, Mexico.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You border Mexico, so you're in one of those places that is beautiful, 365 days a year. And I think that might actually have an impact on why you're in always in a good mood, right? <laughs> because I actually am a big believer in geographic determinism, which is that the geography, the weather, and the the population density, the nature of, uh, which not necessarily geographic, but The population density the weather the topography mountains hills etc all that even the industries and all that has an impact on the personality of the whole people which impacts the individuals right so here in the northeast we have all four seasons so i think we're pretty balanced people however our weather's stormy and our population is dense and we have a lot of blue-collar grimers and, and scrappers immigrants right so that also affects our personality too you're coming from san diego which is like 72 degrees every single day right
2: yeah give or take
0: and that's why pretty much people are in a
2: relaxed mood right yeah san diego where i mean you know when they say oh you're from san diego normally we have like pretty chill you know yeah because i think we know, believe it or not our the ocean too i never really knew this but a lot of northeasters they
0: don't really get along with the uh, uh, the west coast types because they don't the, the vibes just don't connect yeah because they're just too flatline. it's almost like you want to right give them what are you you're 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 in the health industry well
2: uh, a- like it's yeah
0: you want to give them a shock a shock yeah. and like move a little bit see <laughs> where the weather here is very stormy is this your first time on the east coast no no i've been there Second time, time. Alhamdulillah. no more than that. More than that. Yeah, the, you, you saw how we got that snowstorm, right? The weather here is very stormy, right? And I think the people become stormy, right? The people are like that too. Right. At right. any minute, right. things could change, right? Also, we have a lot of business here, and, and businessmen themselves, uh, it's stressful to be a businessman, they're stormy by nature, very happy one day, very, very high, very low, right? Because the, the, the stakes are very high. Right. So they're oftentimes very high and very low. So uh, a lot of times people from our part right, don't really understand the vibes, like why Californians behave the way they behave and vice versa. Californians don't understand the way we behave, like think. Right. Is that fair to say, you think?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when they say, oh, you're from California, we could basically have our own state, you know, like <laughs> yeah, our yeah. own country if yeah. you want to. Cause it's, just, it's just like that's how it is. The West Coast is different from the East Coast.
0: All right, talk to me about. So you're, so you're in San Diego, you live with your mom and your sister, mm-hmm. right? Your dad's in the Philippines or in Canada? No, he was in Canada, Rahimullah. You know, he passed. He away, passed away, right, rahim Allah. Like Okay, five five years ago. Okay, so he's uh, he's in. K- so it's you and your mom and your sister. What mm-hmm. year are we talking about
2: when you entered high school? When uh, you mean I converted or? Yeah, I converted in '98. So ninety eight. So yeah, you're in high school at that yeah, time? Yeah, was eleventh 11th grade. Eleventh 11th
0: grade. So tell us how that
2: happened. <laughs> so basically I converted uh you know, when I first I met like a uh, Filipino converts, you know. Um I think you've You're Filipino. Yes, I'm Filipino. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. mean but you know we we're colonized, you know, Philippines were colonized but there's a lot of Spanish names. Yeah. And so I do have I think that's how, how come I have some facial hairs because, you know, because <laughs> maybe we're like... Okay,
0: so you intermixed with like Spanish... Uh, I think
2: so. There's a lot of mix, mix that, that happen in the Philippines, you know, either some have like Japanese, Spanish, and all kinds of stuff. But uh, Alhamdulillah, so I, I converted when I was uh, 17, actually started. I was working at the mall. And during that time, I used to work at uh, this hip-hop store called Mr. Rags. So yeah. we sold like, uh, like, you know... Uh, hip-hop clothing like have you heard of fubu and all those like yeah. those baggy clothing and all back in the days right they made that as a response to tommy hilfiger because uh was oh, that right he said i would never
0: expected like my clothes to be like uh like uh you know for the hood or something he made some kind of comment like that yeah. so some group made a company fubu
2: stands for for us by us right exactly yeah. yeah so then you know and then on top of that we also made skateboards and sold like uh, hip hop, uh, like breakdancing video. I've actually never understood how hip hop and skateboarding come together, right? <laughs> yeah, I it, mean, for
0: for us, that's a different. there are two different crowds. Right, from, right. From, And I, in my high school, that was two different crowds.
2: Right. I mean, but I mean, but for did, you guys, it's all mixed. But yeah, we did everything in mean, San Diego. You know, the people are into like skateboarding. But my sp- particular store, Mr. Rags, is like we played hip hop music. And then we like also sold like breakdancing videos back in the days. Remember those VHS mm-hmm. where you have to put it in there? <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> so, yeah, we did that. And then just, you know, basically, uh, I've always uh, l- I like being with people. And so randomly, my manager, his name was Eddie at the time. This brother would go in the back and pray, Eddie, Eddie, His okay. name is Eddie. And then I was like, that always intrigued me. I was like, what's going on here? Why is he always praying? And come to find out Eddie, his real name is Ahmed. Oh, okay. And he's uh, Afghani descent, mashallah. Oh, okay. And then he would like, you know, go in the back and I, I was just like, he, and then he talked to me about Islam. Like he's an immigrant? Yeah, yeah, basically. But you know, he's hustler, man, mashallah. He's like the manager, you know, he worked hard, but he's kind of like, he was like, I was like in my, I was like 19 at that time, but he was like a little bit more older. Like he was in his thirties. Okay yeah he's kind of like almost trying to like fit in because it's like a hip hop store you know like you could tell like that's not his really his style but he had to kind of dress a certain Mm -hmm. way because he's like the manager but anyways uh, long story short uh, I just kind of like was intrigued about about that and then there's a particular person that I saw so you know when you work in a retail store you could always like you see her like the normal customers and you know uh, there's a particular Filipino brother uh, at that time I like when I look at him I was like I don't like him because mm-hmm. something about his like presence—it's just like he had that like, it was just like uh, he had like this—I don't know, man—like arrogant, like vibe. Like, like I just didn't like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, so that happened, and then all of a sudden, that particular brother, who's like I'm close to now, he actually—I uh, I guess he converted, right? Mm-hmm. Another Filipino brother. And then that same guy that you didn't like. Yeah, that he would just come to my store, but he's like very like he dressed pretty nice, like into hip hop. Right. He's like a little, little bit older than me as well. And uh, when I guess like something happened to him and then he came back again, like maybe I haven't seen him for like a month or whatever. He came back to my store again and he's like, wait, something is different with this guy. You know, mm. I'm like, wait, I, how come there's there's something about him that this maybe like light or something like. I feel like he's like a, he's like a, a Buddhist or something. <laughs> like, he's so spiritual now, right? I was like, what happened yeah. in that face that I didn't like, you know? Yeah. Like, I wanted him to punch his face. <laughs> but now, I, like, now he's, like, so peaceful, right? Okay. And then it's like, oh, my God, come to find out, like, I guess he converted. And, you know, and, and, and then he met my manager. Mm-hmm. And then they were just, like, hitting it off. Like, whoa, what's this all about? Like, it's this first time meeting. They give, I guess, I, you know, they give salaams to each other. Yeah. I didn't know what it was back then and I didn't understand why they were like so close they just met yeah and that's when I saw that brotherhood mm-hmm. in Islam you know it's like wow they just met and they're just whatever it is that they have is like they're close you yeah. know it's like they just met each other you're right and I saw the transformation in him and then slowly but surely he also converted because of another Filipino brother okay. uh, and so the brother who converted his name is uh it was his name is John but now he's uh known as Muhammad Haraldis. oh <laughs> so you know him right John Jay, suits, John Jay yeah. are, is John Jay suits still uh, silk uh, ties silk ties yeah mashallah. it's still going right yeah still going mashallah. But that was and hit. he's from San Diego he's too. from San Diego now
0: I have a question for you is San Diego does not have a um, like a, the, the Filipino population in San Diego is it gr- larger than usual percentage wise there's pretty a good amount
2: I think you know
0: um, so like larger than you, or is like the typical amount throughout the nation like is it representative or is it there uh i think there's a a lot more because
2: of the a lot of our um my for for example my uncles are all they're all in the navy yeah so that's like one of the navy you know okay spots and and have a lot of cousins for like you know and friends their dad in the navy so there's a lot of filipinos that actually In in san diego yeah okay it's almost as like i think so more than usual, more than usual. more than any other part of the country. Yeah. I, th- I mean, you know, I only know could reference to California. Right. Okay. So I know there's like as much Filipinos in San Diego. Because I know, North like, area. for
0: example, Fremont, really well known for uh, Afghans, the okay. Bronx for Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Right. Dominican Republic. Uh, so each area has its own. Right. You know right, right. Uh, where they settled. like way back, the Irish settled in mm-hmm. Boston. Right. Everyone knows that. Right. So, I'm, think, I'm just thinking and
2: yeah, wondering if San Diego is... Especially where I came is. from. I mean, like, National City is one of those. It's, a lot, it's like Little Manila as well, you know. Okay, so that's where it is. There's yeah. You know, there's Seafood City, and that's like a Filipino. like okay. There's all these, like, Jollibee's. And, you know, back then they didn't have all that. But there's a lot of Filipino stores. So, you know, that would tell you, right? Yeah. It usually yeah, like, that's it's what populated. So, this person <laughs> that you didn't like... So,
0: the training transmission goes from the person you didn't like mm-hmm. to Muhammad Heraldas. Right. He
2: introduced him to Islam. So, so what's actually, he yeah. converted with another brother who whose name is uh, Eugene. Mashallah, very beautiful brother, Eugene Daytona. You probably met him. Filipino before. too. Filipino, yeah. Okay. But he converted in '96, and he's from the Bay Area. So
0: he's the beginning of the chain. He's
2: he's like the yeah, mashallah. He's uh, we owe a lot to this brother, beautiful brother. He introduced us to like, you know, I'll tell you about more later, but like Sheikh Hamza and all that. But basically, this brother he converted '96 um from the bay area and omar or eugene daytona uh eugene would uh he went to san diego state and so that's when uh he met john which is mohammed heraldes okay so they they had a class together i think Mind you, so i was in high school right so they were in college okay so then i you know for some reason i think you know he gave him dawah because he used to like he wrote into hip-hop and omar too has like a break dancing background too. one of Mm -hmm. the like uh, it's called, I think Rock Force, and they're pretty known, like good breakdowns and crew, mashallah. Mm. But you know, and he's also like into hip hop, and you know, they're they're older than me, obviously. But they, for some reason, Muhammad Yahya converted, you know, because of Omar. Okay. And then Muhammad Yahya had a best friend, right, named Gino, mm-hmm. and then Gino converted as well. And that's the dude that you had your uh, interaction with. Uh, it was Muhammad Yahya. It was I had interaction with first, and then in so, the store. In the store, yeah. Okay. But anyways, my my point is, there's like a, uh, and we call it the golden era because that year, like ninety eight, ninety six and yeah, ninety eight, that was a golden era. A lot of Filipino <clears throat> brothers converted, mashallah. You know, a lot. All a lot. friends from before they became friends. Yeah, so most of them are friends, but like I didn't know them, you know, because they're older than me. Mm-hmm. So basically, let me just tell you, like, so Omar was like the brother from the Bay. He went to San Diego, right? Just check out the names, Omar, mm-hmm. and then uh, he gave dawah to. Muhammad Yahya Because okay. he converted Muhammad Yahya had a best friend Named Gino Okay And then Gino converted mm-hmm. And then he became Abu Bakr Okay <laughs> Actually Gino took Shahada with uh, mashallah, with Sheikh Hamza Because they used to go uh, uh, Omar would drive brothers to the bay Okay So they could meet like Sheikh Which Hamza Which is what a 10 hour drive Like 8 hour drive That's a yeah. long drive But basically they had a conference in Berkeley And then Abu Bakr converted then okay. Right And so then You know when so so, mind you, with Omar would go back and forth. So, they would visit me now in the store because they know, like, I was interested in Islam. So, mm. o- so then, Muhammad Yahya brought Omar. And then, like, you know, they're telling me, oh, you know, Filipinos, we have this in our, uh, you know, a lot of Filipinos in our country. And this is our origin, you know. Like, they're breaking it down for me. Like, Manila means aman Allah, you know, from God okay. or min Allah, mm. And it's just funny because they gave me this big Quran. You know, those Yusuf Islam Quran? Like, Yusuf the Ali. Big yeah. Yusuf Ali. Uh, they were like, you know, just make sure you take this with you and, you know, don't take it to the bathroom. They wrapped it up. I'm like, okay, so I just took it, but I yeah. never read that. Yeah. <laughs> mashallah, right? Yeah. And then so then, um, yeah, and then during that time, and they were going to state San Diego State. There's another brother named Edgar. He's like, uh, he used to work for CARE right now, but also he converted on his own somehow, but he likes to read a lot. He's like the Malcolm X of the Filipino Jama'at. <laughs> he likes to read, mashallah. So he, for some reason, he converts, and he became Ali Okay So then they were like Going to all the same cl- Like they had the same Like I think philosophy class Or religious class And then he he, he knew that like You know like These there's, these guys are Muslims too Because people used to rock The Kufi back in the days You mm-hmm. know And so they, they like Hit it off And initially They would come to me And like give me da'wah And then finally They're like okay Eddie invited me to, uh, to take me to a mosque And it was in San Diego It was a beautiful mosque Mashallah And then my first time Seeing like you know, they have this beautiful red carpet uh and then i saw people pray and then f- from that moment i felt peace you know wow. i really wanted to like uh, convert that day but for some reason uh, um something was holding me back so then i told you know like the brothers i was like you know what um you know i think they were hoping that i took shahada then but I, I for some reason i i it wasn't my moment at the time so then alhamdulillah i left and then i met one of the a, a good um uh, scholar there as well so what happened was uh i told i called um uh, i called muhammad yahya i said like, hey man let's talk more about you know islam and the philippines and what, what that, whatnot and then so he's like you know i can't pick you up but my you know abu Bakr will pick you up so then abu Bakr too like he had a cousin that converted as well mm. pablo and pablo is his now and these are all filipino brothers right mm. and pablo became isa oh okay. right so then they finally picked me up and you know they picked me up in my during that time subhanallah man I used to live in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom, my grandma, my aunt, and my sister. It's so I never had my own room, you know, alhamdulillah. That's just, just how it was. I grew up, grew up in a in that type of, you know, uh, situation. But alhamdulillah, it was it was part of my growth, right? Part of the plan to where I'm at. Now I'm talking to you. Yeah. Basically, uh, they picked me up. We just, you know, they took me to this small, like, it was like those uh, trailer mosques. It's mm. like size of this room right here, right? Wow. So, uh, you know, they were, they just brought me in, just showing me good character, mashallah. And then I met another brother named Yeah, He was like, a, he was from, he was, should be in the army, African-American brother. So he also converted. And they were just talking to me about Islam. And then they're like, so do you want to convert? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when I, you know, said, I converted then. And then they're like, hey, you should be called, uh, you should take your name Uthman. I was like, yeah. okay, cool. So <laughs> I just, that's how I... And that was it. I, that so was they it. So filled in the fourth spot. Exactly. So that's how yeah. I got my name. And, you know, that's how I converted. And then it just trickled in, like... And then during that time, like, my uh, my assistant manager converted and, like, Gino's... Filipino, too. Yeah, Filipino. And then Gino's uh, brother converted to... And it's now Musa. And, and actually, it actually one of you from Cleveland. Like, one of the mosques. I forgot which... Uh, mm. But yeah, there's all these. Bro- com- and then Isa's best friend converted Mal- now his name. You know Malik probably met Malik from Al Makase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Malik Gimza, Yeah. <laughs> yes, all kinds of brothers. And then you know, alhamdulillah, it just trickled, man. I and mean, because I remember
0: going there. I can't remember what year it was. I think it was two thousand and one. And I'm there, and you were there, and you're surrounded by all these, you know, Filipino brothers. And I'm thinking to myself like, the the number
1: of
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Filipinos like per is is beyond the norm. Like converts, I was like, "What is this group?" Right, right? Michelle, yeah. and you guys were rolling in five and six and seven. Yeah, right? And I'm like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, and then you were the most talkative one right uh, some of them weren't talking <laughs> uh you were the most talkative one and that's when we were talking and i'm thinking to myself the, the, there must be something going on here so you know that pretty much explains it
2: yeah and then so you know with, we would mashallah because uh, of and then so it was funny because during that time we were you know we're new muslims young muslim filipinos and and you know we're between like a a, a mosque tablighi mosque and like a kind of a mosque where like I, I shouldn't say Wahhabi or whatever, but you know, like they had uh, there, there was drama, right? Like they're pretty much pr- like trying to pull our group like mm. to the side, Like right? I remember one mosque was saying, oh, they don't serve halal food and they're just talking bad about each other. Okay. But anyways, um, so then I remember because Omar, he's from the Bay, right? Eugene. So then he l- went for summer one time and we haven't met Sheikh Hamza yet at the time, right? So because th- we're still new Muslims and he came, he comes back. And it's funny because we're doing like the whole tablighi thing too, mm. so we went to Mekjola and visited him. <laughs> me and Mohammed Yahya yeah. and like some girls. And he was like, "What are you guys giving me dawah for?" Like, he's uh, the one who brought you into Islam. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I gave you guys. <laughs> and That's then, and then t- <laughs> the tablighi have a lot of those. Do you
0: remember Sammy when he said um, uh, he said um, he was in Arafah? Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, Making hajj yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, the yeah. tiblee It's <laughs> like,
2: I'm here. I'm, I yeah, don't know. It's yeah, like the it comes, highest yeah. point, right? But alhamdulillah, man, you got to give it up to them too, Mashallah, because, like, you know, a lot of... Uh, Actually, uh, I think going out with them yeah. is best for,
0: the, you know, the person himself who's right, going right. out. Because you're spending 40 days sometimes, three days yeah. sometimes, uh, in a masjid with good company.
2: Yeah, we learned a lot too. Though. Praying I mean, five times exactly, a day in the masjid. Alhamdulillah. So I think, it was, uh, I think that's part of uh, our growth. Did you do a 40 days? I didn't do 40 days, but I did like three days. So we went to like Inglewood, L.A., went to like yeah. sp- like spend at the masjid. Like the HTML was cool too back then because like lots of Muslims, right? But they're mm-hmm. all like wearing thoves and rocking the sunnah and stuff like there, that.
0: There was uh, uh, an old man one time. I remember I used to see him sitting in the masjid and, um, in Maryland when I was living in the uh, DC, D.C. area. And he was... I I talked to him and I said what's his his story and he said he was basically an engineer Mm. lived a full life regular life kids are off uh, married so he had nothing to do so he said he joined the tabligh Mm -hmm. right he said I come with these not like join the tabligh like I come with these brothers because I have nothing else to do right right? my wife has her family she goes visits the kids Mm -hmm. stays with the grandkids what am I going to do so I go out with these brothers I was like you know this actually makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. like gives people something to do right and um if you get along with them, even better. So I always thought, like, one day, if I, uh when I retire, mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna do that. Yeah, I'll do it international.
2: Yeah, I right? mean they they would invite you to like go India. No, I've never done that, you know. What yeah, I mean? but that I mean, was a is a good thing. But I'm, um, I'll do it my way. You know, like I'll do it, but I'll just do it my way. Like, I mean, yeah, I, you know, it. I'll do 40 days, but I'll I won't do it in Medina. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then, so then, so then, yeah. So you then, you went basically, to college, and then yeah. So then we would like Omar was like, why are you guys like, you know. Visiting me or whatever, um, <laughs> and so he's like, you know, I want you guys to meet someone. So I'm just kind of like sp- f- paraphrasing and stuff. But so he, uh, he, he introduced us like he played a tape for us. You know, Sheikh Hamza, mashallah. Yeah. I forgot which lecture it was, but you know, it was beautiful. We we're like, wow, who is this person, mashallah, right? Yeah. And so, be, mashallah, because Omar's you know, uh, uh, generosity, he's kind of like our big brother, mashallah, right? And yeah. We owe a lot of our, our, our. You know, it's not from him. Um, but so we just drive up to the Bay Area, man, and attend like Sheikh Hamza's classes. You mm-hmm. know those Sierra, like yeah. the uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Sierra. Yeah. We were there and Alhamdulillah we were able Ma to helpful. we just drive up, man, like every like uh, every weekend to just attend the class okay. and I just that's how I fell in love with the Bay Area. And so, so you moved there permanently. Yeah, so what happened was so we were caravanning and then we attended a uh, uh, conference in the in Berkeley, Zay Tuna mm-hmm. event. It's called Remembering not remembering the days it's about um I forgot one of the titles, were, but I, I just decided, you know, I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> so then I called my mom. I was like, "Mom, I'm not coming home." Was that
0: the one where Sheikh
2: Bimbeya was there? Um, there's uh, what's her name, Professor Dayouf. Uh, uh, oh, what uh, you know I'm talking about, Forgotten Roots. There you go. That's a okay. I, yeah, I was about Africa, the African yeah. Uh, Muslims. Yeah, yeah I don't have a I lecture was that about that. Yeah. But yeah, I just decided, you know what, I'm not gonna go back because prior to that, like uh, when I was new Muslim. Uh, they took me to a dean intensive. So I was like two months into being, a, you know, it was in December mm. of 98 because I converted in June. And then so it was like Ramadan at that time. So mm. I experienced mm. it, man. It was beautiful. Omar took me. So it was Hatem Bazian and Muhammad Sharif. You know, <coughs> to so where? It's like a dean intensive in oh, Santa okay. Cruz. Yeah, it's one yeah. of the first dean intensive. And that's how I just I fell in love with the Bay Area, you know, because the community is just amazing. amazing. Yeah. So I just decided to, you know, you know, live in the Bay Area. And I called my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm not going home. <laughs> and and what did she say? Like, okay. You know, she was like, Okay. I mean, you know, and then I started going to school. And then, you know, I met brothers and I actually lived at that time because Omar was already, he moved back to the Bay. I lived with him. And during that time, he was living with Sidi Osama too. Mm-hmm. So I lived with Sidi Osama. So you all lived there together? Yeah. But they were, bo- they're already like both married. So we, like, it was in a two bedroom apartment. And mashallah, they're so generous and they let me stay there in the, I basically stayed in the living room yeah, until Omar and Tina, um, his wife, they moved out, and I took over their room. So at one point, it was me, Sidio Osama, his wife. Wow. So we were just like our roommates. You know, back back yeah. then, you know, everyone was just starting off. You guys were scrapping. Yeah, man. We had to hustle, bro. Yeah. So do you remember the old Zaytuna? Yeah. Yeah. So behind that, you know, those remember those apartments? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we lived, 631 Jackson. And then I had to hustle, so basically I had to work, and I started working at U-Haul. And then come and it's funny because I ended up meeting Ahmed again because I, I lost touch with Ahmed. Right. The ma- my manager. Oh, yeah, the right. yeah. And so for some reason, uh, you know, Osama was working at the time too at Silicon Valley. And I ended up working with Osama at one point like and, doing what uh, we did. Um, it's called micro based technology. So we build computers and we sold it. Oh, I didn't know that you two were into computer tech no I, he was in sales and i just did like the accounts you know receivable and basically that was like the se- like secretary okay. like i did everything like pickup delivery yeah yeah this, that's back in the days when they had to make those big computers remember put the memory and mm. the motherboard remember all that yeah <laughs> we had to make computers and deliver it wow and then so yeah that was in sound like La- that was across from mca actually you've been to mca yeah. right yeah. yeah and it was uh, it was a run by like a um uncle um it was good But the point was, and then so I got laid off because the the company had to shut down. I was like, what am I gonna do? And I found out like randomly, Omar told me like, hey, guess who I saw at the mall? It's like who? Like Eddie. I was like, oh, Eddie moved again, Ahmed, and he's working again at Mr. Rags. And and now in the Bay Bay Area, yeah. Okay. New Park Mall. I was like, okay, so I hit him up again, and I became his assistant. Oh, so you worked with him again? Yeah. So that's how I got, you know. And then during that time, I was like, you know, I need to move out. Alhamdulillah, like, because, you know, I was with C.D. Osama. And obviously he was married, too. So, you know, it was just they needed their own space. So I moved out with other brothers now. So I moved back to Santa Clara and I just had, like, roommates and stuff. And then I just went back to school and got my nursing degree. So then you got back onto regular life after that. Yeah, I had, like, roommates. And, uh, you know, then then eventually, you know, I ended up... uh, working at Kaiser Permanente so I started at the pharmacy
0: so you went to nursing school yeah exactly yeah so you went to college and then nursing school
2: well yeah it's a junior college junior college nursing school alhamdulillah. and then you know from there I just been in the
0: Bay Area for a,
2: for a while and, and now
0: you're a nurse alhamdulillah, now yeah. tell me something um, there's also a disproportionate amount of Filipinos in the nursing industry what's the reason behind that like wherever I go there's a lot what what is up with that why is it? I don't get it.
2: It's just one of those things. Might, I think, like it's of,
0: spread in the culture and <laughs> amongst the people to be nurses. Like there's no other jobs. I think there's a but lot. Literally, of I goals. went to yeah. to 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 one of these places for the uh, senior citizens. Right. right, really nice place. Everyone's Filipino. You'd think it's a Filipino-owned nursery yeah, home, yeah. right? It's almost like they refuse to hire anyone else. Right. So what's
2: going on with that?
0: I think we're just it's one of those phenomenon
2: I mean we're just natural caregivers you know in Saudi
0: when I was hospitalized in Saudi all Filipinos
2: right yeah they, there's a joke so it's actually. international
0: it's not just an American thing
2: they said there's a joke that if you take all of the Filipinos out and you know, there'd be gonna, a crisis you can have no hospital <laughs> 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 like yeah. it's just just like something that it just I think ingrained in us like you're either, to be a nurse yeah you either can be a nurse like the stereotypical like oh you're Filipino so you must be a nurse like Yes, I am bizarre. a nurse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So either a nurse or engineer.
0: And how did you, like, you, you seem like you became Muslim, so you are thinking outside the box,
2: right? Right. I mean, I so. I always wanted to go into healthcare. And, you know, Sheikh Hamza was a nurse, too, so that kind of, like, uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, you want, I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing.
0: It's no, just an yeah, odd yeah. thing
2: that it's, like, oh, uh, one specific culture is dominating this sort yeah, of random field. Yeah, that's just how field. it is, man. We just, they just produce, they have a lot of nursing schools, too, in the Philippines, Michelle. A Maybe lot, that explains lots, it. A lot. So that's why like I, cheaper schools or what? No, it's just like that's just how it is. You know, some people actually that couldn't get into nursing school in America, they go to, Philippines. Go to,
0: Philippines and like to the Philippines, just like the way doctors, they go to the Caribbean. Right, basically. Yeah. But there are not a lot of Caribbean people who are doctors. <laughs> so <laughs> that analogy sort of doesn't work.
1: <laughs> no,
0: right?
2: But also some nurses, too, believe it or not, they're actually physicians in the Philippines. And they didn't want to go to the whole like licensing things. They just so they just cha- well, uh, challenged the board. From what I,
0: from my memory, the field, the nursing field, is getting more and more complicated and more and more advanced. Like what they have to study than mm-hmm. in the past. Like I mean, in the past, it's like it was very basic stuff: how to right, draw blood right, and right, how exactly, to put a Band-Aid yeah. and stuff. Now it's almost like these people are. I mean, you're you're basically. Giving fatwa on your, <laughs> you're doing the tele, telehealth, telemedicine, telehealth nurse, and yeah. you're telling people what to do, right? So you're like giving fatwa on the hotline. <laughs> uh, Tell them so people call you in now and they give them their symptoms, and you basically give them a ruling, right?
2: No, I'll give them, that's, like, you know, that's
0: something that the nurses
2: in in the past did not do. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the nursing field, they just evolved, you know, like there's so many special, you're almost now. picking
0: up a good chunk of what doctors used to do.
2: Basically, we triage. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes when people are calling. So I do advice nursing, but before that, I was ER. I did emergency well, psychiatry. Well, wasn't that and, awesome though the ER? Yeah, but you know, after a while, you get tired. You know, to it's be honest. high stress. And yeah, stuff. high stress, and I just didn't. You know, I didn't. It's all about work life balance for me. So I didn't. I didn't want to do. Well, let's
0: move that I, on to the next thing. That what I wanted to bring to the to to our listeners here is that, mashallah, you have a gift of always being in a good mood, right? and always looking at things in a positive light, right? I try. (laughs) Uh, I'm definitely like, uh, I would say I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm always looking out for who's out, uh, who's out to get me and who's out to get uh, (laughs) what I love, right? And it's just nature, right? Conflict oriented in the sense that there's got to be a conflict. So I might as well, you know, find it first before it finds me. Mm. So that's that's how I sort of move in life, right? There's always going to be something. So I need to find it before it finds me. Right. That's my attitude towards things. Right. So uh, when I you're the opposite, though, I find you. If anyone's in a bad mood, they should hang out with you. You should open up a podcast. Right. (laughs) That if people are feeling in a bad mood or they're down. Right. Down is different than being in a sort of aggressive mood. Right. Right. Being down was something that wasn't allowed in our house. Mm-hmm. Like if you came in down right. And you didn't have an objective answer To why you're down right, right, That's considered rude hmm. Like you're, you're, you're frowning in everyone's face right. You get in trouble for that mm-hmm. In my household you get in trouble for that So it's like what's wrong If you can't bring it in one sentence right? Like oh I got a bad grade Or right. someone, bo- someone like, bothered me
2: You have to have a reason basically Even
0: if someone bothered you It needs to be objective too mm-hmm. Like did they say something Did they steal something? Mm -hmm. Did they make fun of you? Did they like Like if you say, well, I just getting weird feelings from someone, you get in trouble. Right. Right. So in our house, the idea of mind over matter Mm -hmm. was was something it was like if you if there's nothing to be upset about, then fix your mood. Right. Like you actually fix your own mood and do not be a slave to your mood. Right. I remember one time I said something, I'm just in a bad mood. Right. I was like, that's not acceptable. Right. Fix yourself. If there's nothing wrong, say Alhamdulillah. Right. For what Allah gave you, right? So tell us about, like, have you thought about this? Has anyone ever told you this before? About, like... Just being constantly
2: in, a, in like, a positive state of mind? Like, the, know, honestly, the glass
0: is always <laughs> half full with you, right?
2: <laughs> you know, I, I think part of it is because of Islam, right? Uh, so you weren't like this before? Happy-go-lucky type of I guy? Mean, I mean, was, I, I was always, like, into, you know, hanging out with friends. And I was very social. But not... I think Islam made me more social, in the sense, because now i have a meaning of Mm -hmm. life right yeah because back in the days like we're just doing things just because like you know why am i your mom seems to be really
0: chill though the stories that you tell me about your mom like hey mom i'm moving i think my nature
2: filipinos were very like chill you know we're very like easy going right it's kind of like the indonesians we're like, like we're cousins basically it's just the only difference that the indonesians are muslims and a lot of filipinos are not muslims if you really look at the culture, we're almost like we're the same. Like
0: Filipinos are like thirty percent Muslim, seventy percent Catholic.
2: You know, I'm not know the stats on that, but well, there's, a that there's a lot of them. There's uh, a lot of them in s- the south, which is Mindanao, right? So because of the the trades, right, from the. Um, well, you're going to need to answer something else too. That the Philippines is spelled with a
0: ph, but Filipino is spelled <laughs> with an f. So whatever marketing <laughs> division.
2: Well, <laughs> Philippines <laughs> came from uh, King Philip in Spain, so that's how they got. Okay, and but then they got lazy when they kept saying we're Filipino, <laughs> so they spelled it with uh, the F. And the I, don't, I don't, I don't, know how that came oh, about. <laughs> okay,
0: here's according to Wikipedia, five to six percent uh, Muslim only. That's oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's the second largest religion. Of course, Catholicism being at eighty-one percent right. Roman Catholic, at eleven to other uh, other you know Catholic uh, Christian groups such as Protestants, Orthodox, and other groups.
2: Okay. Yeah. But before I think before the uh, invasion of Spain, I think a lot of them were, uh, you know, I don't know what what religion they were, but a lot of us was influenced by the Indonesians and the merchants, you know, in the south and yeah. a lot of people just converted. On their so
0: Philip, the Philippines is north of Indonesia.
2: I believe so. You <laughs> believe so? The- <laughs> That's your country. All right. We're going to look that up. Philippines world map. Yeah, it's north. It should be north, I think. Yeah, Let me yeah. just Because they're a part second. of the Borneos too, the Indonesia. How could you not know? Man, I, that's right, the thing, look, man. We're not.
0: So you have India. <laughs> right. And then next to India. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I should, I should know. Okay. My. Then you have the whole uh, set of countries of Myanmar, uh-huh. Laos, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam. Right. Then you go southeast more, and you have Malaysia and Indonesia, and between them, right? Like north,
1: mm-hmm.
0: northeast of Indonesia is the Philippines, right? And east of Vietnam, right. you're you're basically southeast of China. You're not far from any of these four, any of these three different countries, right? Right. And then Australia is not that far from you either. You're only well, you have you would have to go through the Malay or is it archipelago or archipelago right I'm, not, I'm not sure sorry uh, <laughs> uh, you'd have to go through malaysia then you go to australia and then you're not so far from japan right exactly so yeah. you so you're right there basically in, in in right in the thick of it the philippines is right in the thick of it right but what were we saying i was saying oh my question was what's the original ethnic name uh like the of the philippines because we see now that many countries are changing their names back right. to, for example, Bombay is now Mumbai again. Mumbai. Right. I think another country, I think um, uh, Burma, recently changed their name and did a rebrand t- to Myanmar. Right. Right. So you're n- named after King Philip. That's like such a 20th century thing. We're in the 21st century. What is the original name of the Philippines?
2: You know, I I'm, I'm right. gonna look that up yeah. too. Yeah, I think I heard that we're part of the Borneos too, which included Indonesia, Malay. You know. So and then that's why the people in the, the South, they, they never consider themselves Filipinos because they're like because they're like or or, you know, the Philippines mm-hmm. was officially the Republic of the Philippines was named after, like you said, King Philip. Right. So alhamdulillah, you knew that about the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a problem to see. That's why I think most of the Filipinos, like for me, I didn't know much about my culture as much. <laughs> or, Forget culture. The map. The map. The original <laughs> name of the Philippines. We got to find it. Hold
0: up. What did it say in there? Okay. The Philippines was named in honor of King Philip II of Spain. Your, your country is named after the guy who, who conquered you people. So, I mean, you got to change this, right? This <laughs> is, We're in the 21st century. The colonial era is like we were washing it away. Okay. Spanish explorer Ruy Lopez Villaba- uh, something. During his expedition, blah, blah, blah. Named the islands of late and summer Filipinas after the then prince of uh, Prince of Asturias. Eventually, the name Las Islas Filipinas would be used to cover all the islands the island, yeah. of the archipelago. So we do have
2: like a thousand islands in the Philippines too.
0: Listen, <laughs> everyone's getting off this thing. So next time you... Next time you... Um, next time you uh, talk to someone you need to, to bring up the subject because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get your original name back okay so it doesn't really say what the original name was i get the feeling say, that yeah. it was a bunch of like you said a number yeah, of islands they're part of
2: are... the i mean we're part of indonesia like all that all that the, i heard that that was all in one like yeah because, the borneos you know yeah indonesia malaysia yeah. philippines but so from what i heard i mean i'm not a historian so i do apologize now continue uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> now continue on with what you're saying about you know, you you now counsel people on health issues. Not counsel,
2: so, I'm more like a um advice nurse basically. So you call in, you have symptoms, and then you know I, I give you advice about it. For example, if like someone wants an appointment, but I'm like, this is just a cold, so you don't need an appointment. <laughs> no, but you don't you home. also say you do mental health? Yes, I do on the uh that's on the other.
0: So talk, to, tell us about that. Uh, how is it that you go around having such a positive
2: attitude all the time, and what do you tell the people? Well, I think, you know, you guys always have to look at your outlook, right? And, uh, you know, it helps. I'm not sure. Like, I'm always thinking about the positive things. Because, like, if you're, you know, down, that's not really going to do you any good, you know? You always have to say Alhamdulillah for everything. But uh, I try not to worry as much. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I just like to be positive, you know, because I know, I I mean, we have our down, you know, I I go through it, too, you know, like, especially when we got back from Hajj, that was hard for me, you know, I mean, Mm. I'm like, why am I doing things that I shouldn't be doing, you know, like, I just got back, back, back from Hajj, you know, what I'm saying, but I think you always have to have a good outlook on things and know that you're not in control, right? Mm. And sometimes there's no, like, why, why, like, get mad about things that already happened? You know, what I mean, mm. like, OK, we're late. But I, I mean, you know, it's easier to say than done, Right. I mean, obviously, it's harder. Like right now, it's just like I think it's easier to be happier on people. But, you know, you, the, your family knows your true self as well. Right. I mean, I have flaws and whatever, but I think in general, it's just good to have good energy, you know, just sub, like transmit that. Um, I don't have an explanation, but I know it is because of Islam and our connection with our teachers. Mm. And if you really look at the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he's always a happy person, right? So I mean, I know there's some type of, I think once you have that connection, I think like there's, there's no need for you to be sad, you know? I honestly think
0: that people, uh, good feelings, Mm -hmm. feeling good Mm -hmm. is something that people move away from, right? As they grow older, right? This idea. And I remember, uh, hearing about a man who, he used to think about something, and the main thing that he used to think, uh, he, used to, he was miserable. He was in a really bad uh, financial state, mm-hmm. everything. He said then, I kept thinking about something just because it made me feel good, right? As the only reason, because he was so miserable. He would sort of use his um, imagination, I guess you could say, to think about thoughts that made him feel good, mm-hmm. right? And it became a practice, like, um, um, therapeutic practice, right? It became a form of his, his self medication of his mood, of his state. So he was like living in his car. Mm-hmm. Right. And not, nothing was working out. Okay. And he, that's what he said. He said, just to, to heal myself from the misery of that, I was in, mm-hmm. I would just imagine thoughts that would just make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the point of that? not all thoughts are going to happen. Right. Well, but that's not important. The important thing is at that moment, it healed him from the sadness and misery right. that he was in. And he said that slowly, it sort of springboarded him mm-hmm. that sadness and misery put people, make people uh, uh, inactive. They make you inactive. Make It keeps you down. It keeps you from sleeping. It keeps mm-hmm. you from waking up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It keeps you from... You know thinking about how you can improve yourself so it actually is really important for people to monitor how they feel about things right. and negative thoughts right uh, i know it's like a sort of cliche but really they do wear a person down and i think that iblis really can control people mm-hmm. if they are not uh, aware of their thoughts right you know
2: i mean that's why when you know the mental health we always Ask you know we always ask about a patients like are you having racing thoughts negative thoughts right because yeah. once you have that then it just everything just spirals down and you can't say
0: don't have negative thoughts you have right. to say have positive thoughts right. they displace so the two things that I've been in the past I would say two years
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and maybe one year uh, for some of them but the two things that I've been thinking about and realizing. How much, how effective these things are in a person's day to day life, they'll change your life, is the first thing has to do with what we talked about last week with Dr. Murat. Uh, and if people didn't listen to that, you got to listen to it. It's really important. It's not a neat subject, it's not a cool subject, mm-hmm. right? But um, sleep is so important. But r- with along with sleep, is this idea that monitor your feelings, mm-hmm. right? Don't let yourself feel uh, miserable about things and you can't say stop being miserable rather you have to say feel good right so bringing to mind thoughts and like you said you're not in control you can't control everything right if if i can't control something i just won't think about it right you know you just don't think about it and i'll busy myself and i'll put myself to sleep thinking about something that the only criterion is it makes you feel good mm-hmm. and obviously it's not going to be haram right <laughs> You're not going to think of, oh, doing something haram that makes me feel good. No, like something that um, is not like an immoral, you know, filthy thing, but it's just a, a thought that makes you feel good. And what it does to a person's health, because, I mean, you can feel it. You can feel it, I'm more energized. I'm more able to sleep better, wake up better, et cetera, Right. So these two types of things are it's interesting that you were around, that you're coming on right after Dr. Murad came around, because these two ideas, these two concepts, mm-hmm been thinking about for a lot a lot lately right and how the news for example if you look at what iblis is trying to do in the quran he's trying to scare people Mm -hmm. allah says in the quran he's trying to scare you and make you sad right he's trying to do two things make you scared and sad right so he wants to uh, the news in my opinion is an avenue to make people scared or miserable Mm -hmm. you watch that stuff he's like oh my gosh shut that stuff off it's a disaster that stuff right right uh They, it's always just bad news It's just some drama Some disaster Right Well bad things have been happening all the time But we didn't hear about them all the time So we didn't think that they happened So we went on living happy lives Right, right. That's like people in the past Before the 24 hour news Now it's notifications on your phone It used to be like You kept the news at 6pm Or 7pm Right That was the only time you got the news Now it's like
2: Everywhere, like notification. Yeah, on your feed. Yeah. But I think it's important to always, uh, you know, because if you're positive, then you know everything around you will be also positive, right? It's kind of like the idea of like I am. Like if if you think of Allah as being negative, then that's what you're gonna ha- receive. You know yeah, what I'm that hadith. It would. What right. it
0: means is basically, what do you believe that Allah is going to provide for you? Mm-hmm. Positive or negative? Right. Right.
2: So I mean, for me, I think because also being in the, you know mental health, because that was actually my first nursing job was in mental health, like inpatient, yeah. like people who are like 5150, they, like had, they, they have to be locked up because they're a danger to themselves or others. And they're 5150. Basically, if you put you on a like, psychiatric hold for 72 hours oh, and so wow. you be hospitalized because you are a danger to yourself. You could be a danger to others or you're gravely disabled where you, you're just going to put a, a, you know, a risk you know a, wow. a, for your life. So, uh, you know, I've been in that situation where, you know, they're just like subhanAllah, they're they just can't just lost control, you know, that sometimes they just, you know, want to take their life away. Subhanallah. You know, what I mean, so um, so you also have to, like, you know, remind yourself, like, you know, like little things that, you know, we take for granted, like our eyesight or, you know, our sense of smell. Right. Or our, our five senses. Like, things like that, like, it's like weren't we're always blessings, you know what I mean? And and for me, you just always have to be thankful for everything. And, mm. and you know, part of your path is, like, it made you who you are now, you mm. know what I mean? So, for example, like, I always looked at the positive things, like, yes, you know, my mom and dad, they were never, you know, they were separated. And for me, I looked at that, like, well, if they were married, I would have never entered Islam, yeah. right? Because Allah... It was. you wouldn't
0: have existed. Exactly. I mean, so. when you told us that we were in Minna mm-hmm. that time and we were sitting around, it was, uh, we were with um, Abdurrahman from uh, Launch Good. Launch Good. Yeah, mashallah, right? beautiful brother. He was a great guy. And we were with him and a couple other brothers and we were having these El Bake, was it? What
2: was the company, <laughs> company
0: called? <laughs> El Bake? El Baik, The, the yeah. chicken, right? <laughs> those little, <laughs> those burgers, right? And then, um, and we're sitting in Minna. And you were telling us a story. I couldn't believe your attitude towards your dad, right? I mean, it was oh, so yeah, positive united, and forgiving. Yeah. I was like, most people are so bitter, right? Right? But your it atti- thats when it struck me. I'm like, this person's, this guy's, this brother's attitude towards things is unique, right? Because it was a pot, and and it was, and he reciprocated positively. Yeah, right? yeah. He I became
2: know. Muslim. You said, you know, he believed in, uh, you know, in in Islam because he sh- he he saw the good in me. I yeah. mean. I mean, I think there's some bark in it because I remember, I mean, Sheikh Yahya and Rami at one time, they were, and Sheikh Rami, you know, Sheikh Rami. Yeah. They're, they were like in Canada for like some event or whatever. And I told them, could you please visit my dad? And yeah. how that they visited my dad. Oh, man. And so they uh, they they got to meet him. And my dad used to joke with me. He's like, you know what, son, I'm Christmas. I was like, what do you mean your Christmas? are Christmas? like, I'm Christian Muslim. <laughs> he calls it Christmas. You know? Okay. But, you know, I, I don't think I ever told you this, but my dad's father, I told you this, at the, if you remember. He actually was Muslim. I oh, found okay. out. wow. Yeah. So I think there's some type of, there's some barakah in there. Wow. That, you know so, what I'm uh,
0: so, so your grandfather yeah, is so a Muslim.
2: Yeah, but also, Rahim Allah, he already passed away. But like, just a convert or born Muslim? No, he was a convert. And then, how, yeah, so yeah. then,
0: how did your dad? Oh, he was a convert. Yeah, but, but, but then I don't think convert.
2: my dad knew knew about that. I mean, so. How did you know about it, though? Well, the thing is, okay, so a little bit of history. So I completely lost sight, like, like lost track of my dad's side of the family. Because yeah. my mom and dad were, you know, separated since I was, since that birth, basically, yeah. right? So I only saw my dad maybe like. Four times when I was in the Philippines, I came around. I was nine, and then after that, I lost complete t- like touch. Like I, I had no idea where my my dad was, and it was only like recently after nine eleven when I got reconnected with my dad, because my mom would say, "Hey, I you, I need you to meet my coworker, right?" Because I would visit my mom, I'd go home, go in San Diego, visit her, and then she's like, "Come, come, bring me lunch, and I want you to meet somebody." So my mom introduced me to. She's like, "This is." My dad, no, no, she said, This is your aunt Diana, oh, okay. your dad's cousin. I was like, What? I'm like, Where's my dad? You know, so then she gave me, she, she she connected you, yeah. So dad just called my dad. I was like, When can I meet you? You know, and then it happened, mashallah, after 9 11. And then, and how did you meet? And uh, I just called, and then it was during that time, my um, my uncle's he uh, was in California, no, he was in Canada, Calgary. So you had to fly, you called him. I called him, but he didn't pick up. It was my aunt. It was my um, my uncle's wife. So how did that first conversation go? Um, so I well, I called them, and then I was like, hi, can I talk to Norman, which is my dad's name? And then it was my aunt who picked up. And she's like, oh, he's not here right now. Can I take a message? I was like, yeah, could you tell him this is his son? <laughs> Wendell, you know, like I've been looking it's for been him long. for a long time. And, and you're, like, how old are you now? I'm like 39. I'm going to be thirty. No, no, then at that oh, time. I was maybe like... Nine uh, Eleven. What what year was that? I don't remember. But okay, so I was probably like in my twenties. Yeah, okay. So she and I was like, I've been looking for him, and she's like, Yeah, he's been looking for you too. Really? So then the next day, wow. he called me, and then he's like, Son, <laughs> oh my God. I am your father. <laughs> so then he just we just hit it off. I'm like, you know what? And I told him normally, and then this is I, I think the beautiful thing about Islam. I was like, I told him normally, you know, like people will start blaming each other, and you know, um, but I was like, I don't care about the past. Yeah. Like, I just wanna, when can I meet you? You know, because I know that Islam t- taught us to. Like, yeah, a lot of elders. people
0: uh, have a habit of
2: dwelling a lot. Yeah. On the past. And plus, you know, I think it helped, too, that my mom never talked bad about him you know what i'm saying there's a difference there right because that's why i said i think
0: you're you're, you get a lot of your positive energy because every story you've told me about your mom she's like really relaxed
2: yeah alhamdulillah so she never talked bad about my dad for some reason. and so i was like alhamdulillah so i respected him and i was like when can i meet you you know like i haven't seen you forever because i remember he used to like visit me in the philippines yeah and he was a cop you know and um with that there's another (laughs) story for all that but uh Alhamdulillah, you so know, then re- you like, finally went up to Calgary. Yeah, and then come to the find out, I have four brothers, three sisters from my dad's side. Half, you know, what I mean. So, Alhamdulillah. seven siblings. Yeah, and then I got reconnected through them, and he showed me like their pictures and gave me like you know copies of the the pictures and. And your like. sister. I reconnected joins? with them. And to, your sister uh, joined in in connecting with them. Yeah, so my older sister actually, I met her, at my dad's funeral. You know, cause uh, she also happened. Wait, to did you say you lived with your mom and your sister? Yeah. Oh, that's from. I'm sorry. We have uh That's from my mom's side. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so she was th- not related to your dad. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, we have this. We have separate dads. Okay. So alhamdulillah. Um. Yeah. So you do not. You do not have a full sibling. No, I don't. We're okay. all half. So I. Right. I guess my wife used to say you're the only child type <laughs> of. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of. Uh, you're
0: sort of like the. Uh, you have different Kinda. numbers on both sides. Yeah. You're exactly. like the first son of your mom, right? Yeah. Exactly. But then, and the first son of your dads too, right?
2: no uh not first son no i have no he has four brothers i have four brothers from my dad's side older than you two or old so are you like w- the third yeah third actually yeah third yeah okay well either way it doesn't either matter either way but alhamdulillah yeah but i did i did reconnect with them and through f- social media and stuff like that and i do keep in touch still alhamdulillah but i haven't met them like personally how did that yeah. first
0: meeting go when you met your dad at the age of like 20 something
2: like it was beautiful man he was just happy like and, it, and then I, you saw that. Like, and i look at he was like yeah i do cousins. i do look like him too you know <laughs> what i'm saying like we had and then he pointed
0: siblings. to your siblings and said these are your half no brothers,
2: actually uh, my uh, my dad moved out from philippines so he my my siblings weren't living with him because all old, they're older too so. they're in the philippines yeah they're in the philippines oh, okay. so one went to saudi arabia to to work and one you know but my sister she happened to move to, to canada to well. work as well They were like, she was working like for Wendy's or something like that, man. Oh, not as a nurse. How many of them are nurses? None of them were. Well, that's an
0: aberration. (laughs) (laughs) Now, tell me me something. Um, In the Philippines, English is the... Yeah, we speak English. Spanish is the number one
2: language and then English. No, Tagalog. Okay. Tagalog is our, our main language, but like the government uh, operates with. That. Yeah, but then also a lot of Filipinos. You sp- spoke English, right? Um, English uh, and Spanish. Yeah, yeah, uh They do Spanish too, but there's. Okay. Remi- remember, there's thousand islands in the Philippines, so there's many languages too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. India. You know, okay. different uh, dialects. So I speak Pangasinan, also a another dialect.
0: Right. Oh, you speak it well from your mom. Alhamdulillah, yeah. That's really and Tagalog cool. Tagalog too. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. But, that's really uh,
2: so cool. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's just being positive, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, if you're depressed, you know, then all your your body will shut down, right? Well you, you get know, sick more if you're actually depressed. That's what I'm
0: thinking. You know, the funny thing is that if everything's going well in life, mm-hmm. you're never really challenged to think well, to right. think positive. When things go bad in mm-hmm. life, then you're challenged, like, how do I get myself out of this horrible right. feeling, right? And how much of human life is all about feelings, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest thing that people the things that people do, right? if you always ask them like or, or hear them talk about like why they loved it or enjoyed it, they always go back to feelings, mm-hmm. right? Feelings. So when, for example, when someone wins a championship or someone wins makes it some great achievement, the first question is, well, how does it feel? Mm-hmm, right? right. And then all he talks about how it feels great. Right. So feelings are so important. They're actually more important if you, if you get it, you realize feelings end up being more important than actual realities. Right, right, right. Because I remember a guy um, in New Jersey. Uh, his name is Ken Danico. And this guy was drafted by the New Jersey Devils in the 80s when the New Jersey Devils hockey team first uh, was, was brought into the league. And he was with them for like 15 years until they went from the basement. In other words, they stunk until they won it all. He's like his like life goal was to win the Stanley Cup Like every other athlete But this guy he was with the worst team Well they finally won it The next year though He had to be in rehab mm-hmm. Right Because he became so depressed Because what he didn't realize Was the road And thinking about winning the cup Was actually his greatest pleasure When he actually won it He was like there was no feeling Right. Right. So the reality of 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 the championship is that the it's the desire for the championship that gives people motivation, that gives the thinking about it every night, gives them motivation, makes people happy. The actual cup and the championship didn't. So what it is, is that what what goes on between your ears and in your thoughts is superior to the actual reality of things. Right? And once people realize that, what you even think about desiring, if you get it, might not even make you happy. It's the thought of wanting it. Right? And that's one of the things that Ibn Attaaz also says that it's, uh, that he, he sort of gives a warning that don't always just be thinking about uh, uh, some worldly thing. Then you get it. Then you be depressed. Then think about another worldly thing. Mm -hmm. Then think about... Always remember, keep in the back of your mind, the ultimate reality is going to be happen after death. Right. Which gives people a lot of... It removes a lot of envy, a lot of um, haste from people, and actually gives them security because the afterlife is something you're definitely going to. Right. Right. And it's fair. Where this life, you can win or lose. It's... uh, Of course, everything's with the Qadr of Allah, Mm -hmm. but not everyone who receives... To gifts in this world is worthy of them and many people in the sense that they didn't always earn them and many people who worked hard don't always you know get the results so this world if we could say is not uh fully just fully fair it's the next life it's fully fair so in one of his hikam he's saying basically keep in the back of your mind that uh, the akhirah is the ultimate place so that if you don't get what you want in this life just be patient you'll get it in the but the 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 other point being that it's the thought of something
2: Mm
0: -hmm. right the uh, the thought of having something nice that makes you feel good is actually greater than the thing itself because thoughts are greater than material realities material Mm -hmm. realities come and go and they can't touch your soul whereas your own thoughts that is an activity of your soul so it's really sort of a uh, ironic, you could say, you know. So, now let's go to the third segment that I wanted to bring up. We're gonna wrap up soon, but uh, you now
2: become a moonshit.
0: When did that start?
2: Um, you know, it always started, it started when uh, I discovered Tala Badr Alina. But actually,
0: that was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, no, no. So, when I converted, it was, you know, the, you know, that's the whole BHS. Era like bidah haram shirk for everything, right? So oh, I mean, that's what BDS, yes. that's <laughs> bidah. What is it BHS. BHS. Uh-huh. Bidah haram shirk, right? So okay. I was like, man, music. I had to like quit. I actually quit Mr. Rags because at one point, because it's like music is haram, and I was fasting for Ramadan. It's like when we played music, I was like, you know, I'm not. I quit. So mm. I actually quit on Eddie at wow. one point, <laughs> and then I went up to the Bay to go to the Dead Center, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, you know. Filipinos, right? We like to sing, right, yeah. <laughs> or dance. You know what I'm saying. So I was part of a choir. So I think that's where it just kind of led to it, and I found a alternative basically. So when you were part of the choir, like a church choir? Yeah. But when you were a boy? Yeah, okay. yeah. But um, but also when t- in you know in in uh, junior high, I, I did like talent shows too. I had, like a group of you know, like a group of uh, our friends we sang and stuff like that. And. It was just by nature I just like doing that stuff And then when I converted I had to find an alternative You know what I mean? And so that's how I, I came across Nasheeds mm. And when I heard like uh, Yusuf Islam You know Sing Ta'ala And I just fell in love With that song And then when did you start Doing your own thing? Um, I guess I've been It's just uh maybe five years ago Or I've always been In the circles Alhamdulillah Like from the gatherings Yeah Um, Like my own thing Meaning like singing you know what do you mean by my doing my own thing
0: like you have a website now you have a oh, like sound cloud yeah you yeah exactly all these things
2: you know I, I feel like you know i've always been around that that it's just it's it's just you know i want to also share all that right because i have lots of recordings like raw you know uncut mm. like i wish i had I, I actually wish i had those like more recordings back in the days yeah because i remember like one of their brother khalil moore had those remember it's like a square recording like one of those old school mp3 recorders yeah i wish i had those man because <laughs> i've been in so many gatherings mashallah yeah that i wasn't just pr- like you know like i remember when like habib ali came and mm-hmm. uh like there's that Th- part- was 2001 yeah like i wish yeah. i had like now i like i like to just record a lot of stuff yeah and i feel like Alhamdulillah, I evolved you know because of my uh you know christian or catholic background i like singing Yeah and you know it's funny because when i sing in arabic you know some of the arabs don't think it's uh it doesn't sound arabic for them <laughs> or i'm not sure but like you know what i mean like what what language are you singing? i was like i'm saying arabic but i just put my own <laughs> twist to it sometimes you know yeah. but i just love it man i just uh i just started you know we started the whole like uh they tuna when they had the border i was around that oh, okay. right and then Osama Osama those those too right? man Ma- Mashallah Like he taught me The Diwan The Sheikh Mohammed Ibn Habib yeah. We had like Thursday night Like Vickers It's just like You know honestly It's just like uh, It's like food to my soul You know yeah. And that's how I learned Kind of how to read Arabic Is I memorized Nahnu yeah. Fi Rawdati You know that song For yeah. Sheikh Mohammed Ibn Habib And then I'll just Like read along And that's how Well uh, that's kinda, well, Like I learned to Yeah there are a lot language, Of different yeah. ways To learn language Yeah and, yeah And being exposed so to. That I'm is still wonderful. learning I need to learn I have a lot go you know alhamdulillah but yeah that's just how it is i i feel like i just how have many to, how many times myself. a year now do you travel not that much to be honest you know it's just uh it's just people's generosity just fly me out like Makassar, and not so you like so too it's too too not something self- for well it could grow though are you do you care about it growing i mean you know whatever i i feel like this is what allah gave me yeah so you know allah is always calling me to the gatherings right so yeah i if you know if community want to hear it then i'll, I'll you'll do make, it yeah i'll do it Alhamdulillah. just to spread that love of the Habib Alaihi Wasallam. i think it's a calling you know and we have an obligation you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of like we have scholars and also just munshids you know yeah but i think it's I, i'm just it's a blessing to have to be honest with you yeah Alhamdulillah.
0: let me put something on here that well, let's close up with something here that <laughs> I actually never really have heard except until I heard it from you. It turns out to be like something many people know. What is that? Uh oh, his voice is beautiful.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Get your duff out and join. Uh, his this voice is beautiful. You're gonna sing it along with him. We got a saxophone going. How beautiful is that Marcel, i mean his Marcel. voice is amazing Marcel. who is that i think that's uh... uh i can't remember who it was but um it just says unic but he's indonesian i mean his voice was amazing so look we're pushing on time but thank you so much for coming on and no, uh thank you for next time me. you're on the east coast of course you're gonna give me you're gonna call me right away uh next Inshallah. time you come on and you you know uh Uthman came with us we, we were we were together on hedge we met each other way back in 2001 then again uh, at uh, s- uh some of the uh, events and then at hajj so mashallah and now you're here for this uh this week so it's great to have you here and uh what's your soundcloud called
2: just look up with man aims
0: okay look up and Uthman aims uh he's on youtube right and uh his stuff is really good so Jazakum Allah khairan. Thanks for coming on Subhanakallahumma Wabihamdik Nashhadu an la ilaha illa enta Nastaghfiruk Wana tubu ilayk Inna insana lafi khusr Illa alladhina amnoha Minus salihat Wa tawasub
1: alhaq Wa tawasub al sabr Wassalamualaikum warahmatullahi rahmatullah.